Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to the latest edition of Second City Sports Real Live and Living Color right here on Sports Old Chicago, along with Miss Lakeemanagi, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scar McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Old Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, you can catch our other five live shows throughout the week. If you happen to miss them, you can watch them and, and go back and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download this Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, you can find Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the podcast version of this program, Second City Sports? You could do so by subscribing to our podcast at War or Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on these podcast platforms. You're ready? W-A-R-R-O Anchor. Once again, at War or Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And good afternoon, good afternoon to you, Armando Alaro Jr. as well. Welcome back, buddy. Nice to see you here, guy. Heard that you're a grandparent now, uh, courtesy of Sean Sierra. He sent that message on his show earlier this morning. So congratulations to you, my friend. Thank you for your support. And don't forget to like, as Lakita said, like, comment, share, subscribe, smash that like button, share this program with two and everybody you know. And we are unapologetically fun. And we have very definite opinions. You have any definite opinions on any of our topics we're going to cover too. Uh, throughout this uh, two-hour extravaganza, guest, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I've given Lakina football to give you fools to full bill and beer boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love when she says that. <laughs> oh, before we continue, while I stop laughing, before we continue, you can now access Sports Zone Chicago now on Roku TV. That's right. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on your Roku television. If you already have a Roku TV, you just tap in the sports section and download that Sports Zone Chicago app in that fashion. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. Wherever you have your streaming devices, whether it be your iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your cell phone, your laptop, just make sure you download that Roku TV app today. 
Tap on that sports section and download Sports Health Chicago in that fashion. Let's celebrate Chicago. Sports Health Chicago is now on Roku TV. Get with the program and make sure you access Sports Health Chicago live and on demand 24 hours a day, 365 days a, uh, days a year, and seven days a week. I know I screwed that up. I know it's Monday. Forgive me, folks, but we always excited to uh, bring you the best programming here on Second City Sports Health, Sports Health Chicago. So, Roku TVs where you can catch Sports on Chicago as well. Lakina, let's kick off this Monday edition of this fabulous program by discussing Chicago baseball. Yes, let's discuss the White Sox. The way they left us where we had our last show on Friday, it's the way they they still sit in the same place. Mm-hmm. But at 55 and 53, excuse me, they are two games behind the Minnesota Twins in the AL Central. More on them in just a moment. And they are a game behind the Cleveland Guardians. More on them in just a moment. But Lakina, as we talked about before we started going on live today, they, uh, they're they still stuck in the same place as we left you guys a couple of days ago. Uh, I, I would tell you that things will change. Eventually, they will. But Lakina, the clock is ticking like a, I'll use a soap opera reference. It's like the days of our lives. That <laughs> clock is ticking. That clock is ticking. That hourglass is moving slower and slower, but uh, slower than many of us White Sox fans will like. We went through the trade deadline. We went through the mediocre play. Uh, we went through the schedule's easy foolishness. They're still stuck in the same place that we left you guys on Friday. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, Lakina. <laughs> like says we I, I wanted to say that they should have taken three or four from Texas, but they did what I thought they were going to do and split that four-game series. Lakina, I am at a loss for words. I uh, want to be excited because they're in the pennant race. Uh, the extra wildcard spot starts this year, but I'm still stuck in the same place. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I I, yeah. I don't know. He's flummoxed, folks. Like, like sands through the hourglass, so is this White Sox season. It's been like, just yes. when you thought that maybe <laughs> they figured it out. Just when you thought they may have figured it out, they do something else. They lose an opener of, you know, three to two in that first first game of that uh, four-gamer. Then they, then, you know, Dillard sees does, you know, this thing and, you know, outdid a pitcher's duel. And, you know, they won that, you know, that, that second game. Then they get shut mm-hmm. out. On the third game on Saturday, uh, five RBIs by. Oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I just like you know. And then Grandal made you know did something you know again. And then you know Lance Lynn once again didn't have his best start again. You know he reverted, reverted back to being the Lance Lynn that you know the Sox were struggling. Adolis uh, Garcia drove in five RBIs in that game on mm-hmm. Saturday for the Rangers. And okay, yesterday, you know they. Look, the Rangers had their opportunities and such. You know, if Cody Bellinger had not, you know, screwed up that, uh, what was it? I think it was like what the four Seager. or something like that. Oh, Corey Sears, I got that. That's a Seager. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if Seager had not, you know, screwed up that, you know, that run play and such, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows where that game would have gone. But uh, the Sox were lucky that they got, you know, they got the split there. But I mean, okay, whatever. You're right back to where you started, White Sox. You're kind of like, you know, it's sort of like the, the merry-go-round or I guess the roller coaster, I think is probably the better way to, to term it this White Sox season. So I'm like, okay, you're starting your a four-gamer against Kansas City, including a doubleheader. So, but knowing this team, they'll probably split their series against Kansas City. They've given them a hard time this year, the Royals have. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Who cares? You're like, okay, you're, you're two games. <laughs> okay, you're two games back. You're right back where you were on Friday where we were when when we uh met here. So I, I, at this point, I'm like, I'm ambivalent about this Sox team right now. And then there was a report that, you know, thanks to our girl, uh, KXRB's Christine Manica, that 
Tim Anderson, who got a two-game suspension, of course, for what what mm-hmm. happened last week. Now, he didn't go with the team. Now, the rule did say that you could still, even if you're suspended, you could still travel with your team. Apparently, TA did not do that. So, read that to, you know, read that to how you, you know, make your own conclusions there. But I feel like this team is, you know, with all the various reports of stuff coming out, Ozzy being Ozzy again, being Ozzy again again, and, you know, putting his two cents in as usual. <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> I got nothing no- to say. <laughs> do, do, do. All right, that's enough. Sean and Myers five thousand. The piggy bank is still safe, so we don't have to pay any royalties. But uh, uh-uh. just a couple, uh, just a couple of encouraging things about the White Sox from uh, this past weekend in Texas. Uh, the hitting, uh, the bats came out to play yesterday. Lakina, uh, fifteen hits in general, three by AJ Pollock. He had three RBI by uh, three hits and two RBI by Andrew Vaughn. He's uh, seen the ball very well right now. Eloy Jimenez had two hits yesterday. As we talked about last week, Lakina, it looks like he's starting to get into uh, uh, that um, primetime superstar form. Hopefully he can keep it up. Jose Abreu, once again, coming up with a a couple of hits. Uh, Is what we all think. We talked about this early in the season, Lakina. We had his uh, early season struggles. You think you can count this man out? No. He's still uh, plugging away, coming up with key hits, including the big key hit in that sixth inning yesterday, which um, helped extend that lead for the White Sox. And his batter average overall is at 300. So you, it, the, the problem is, can they stay consistent? Like you said, they had Kansas City in front of them. And we'll see if they can keep it up. You know, Luis Robert, who returned to the lineup this weekend in Texas, he did not play in Saturday's game. It looks like he's starting to see the ball very well right now, too. He had a couple RBI yesterday. So Hopefully he could keep it up, but uh, I want to focus in on that starting pitcher. Lucas Giolito didn't have his best stuff yesterday, but that offense helped him out. Lucas Giolito gave up six hits and five innings pitch. He struck out five, walked three. Okay, it wasn't the greatest performance, but he 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 did enough to for the White Sox to win thanks to to the offense putting up a big spot on the board early in the game. Johnny Cueto, uh, he did his thing on Friday, but the the Sox offense didn't show up. And of course, on Saturday, Saturday, Michael Kobeck, he didn't look great at all, but their offense looked worse. Only two hits. Two hits. I know sometimes it'll happen, but that's just what those just no excuse of what happened on Saturday. I, I was I was really disgusted. Shout out to former White Sox prospect Dane Dunning for doing his thing. I'm not going to sit here and say he I wish he was on the team right now, but that that uh, I know Jose Abreu do the translator. Billy Russo was uh, was kind of saying without saying that. Uh, some of the guys on the team uh, don't have the same commitment that he that that he does in terms of being consistent and putting out effort every day. And we, we saw that this team woke up yesterday, which I thought they would, and they won the game. L- like you said, Lakina, we've been asking this all the season long. Uh, when you have a station-to-station team, this is what happens. Uh, you look good in some spots and other spots you don't. Uh, the, the Still, the division is there for them to win. You have four games in Kansas City coming up starting tomorrow with that doubleheader to prove it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're, you're, that's an understatement, Armando. With the you know, Sox are very underachieving. I think that's an understatement, uh, <laughs> Armando. But uh, we're, we're, look, we've been having the same conversation for like the last like four months of the season. Said, I mean, okay, yeah. the, you know, the, yeah, this, you know, the pitching and the hitting when one doesn't show up and such, and then the other one's bad or one's good and the other isn't, and vice versa. So you can't win a division like that. The only good good thing is that the Sox are in a terrible division. So you know, you can take solace in that. But at this point, mm-hmm. I would rather not they don't make the playoffs just for the simple fact that they'll probably get eliminated by 
like I said, like, you know, like the blue, like a Blue Jays team or a Rangers team or a Rays team. They're, you know, they're not going to, this team's not going to go far. And look, you can make the, the, yeah, yeah, you can blame it on injuries and such, but the inconsistency was there even before all the injuries. So I think people need to kind of just get off of that. So I, I want to move on and move on because we got other things to talk about to, to put a capper on this, but I feel like we're going to be having the same conversation for the next two months. We're going to have the same conversation. They're going to be splitting these series against teams that they, yo, this is supposed to be the quote unquote easy schedule, but yet they've been <laughs> splitting the series in you know every different ways. They got the they got the Royals, you know, you know this week, and then you know by this weekend they got Detroit. Then they got to play four at home against Houston. They got three against at the Guardians, and they got a makeup game against Kansas City. After that, then they got four, oh, three, I should say, against Baltimore. Baltimore is right there in the AL uh, wild card chase. So it doesn't get any easier for the Sox. So I don't know, but it, it, it's just, yeah. I have nothing else at this point. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. A question for you, Sox fans, you can answer throughout the show. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Are you room for this White Sox team to miss the playoffs so you, so you can see major changes, not only on the field, but off the field as well? We would like to know your answers. As you're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, we're live in Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Let's move over to the north side as the Cubs take two or three from the Miami Marlins. They, fit, they failed to sweep. Yesterday, as the Marlins get the best of the Cubs, uh, as the Marlins shut out the Cubs three to nothing, Wilson Contreras is still continuing to hit the bat. No, he's not crying, folks, but he's staying at least for the remainder of the season. Uh, they got great starting pitching uh, with uh, uh, Justice Steele on Friday. Uh, they looked good again on Saturday, putting up some numbers on offense. Lakina, as we, we said before, with the four nothing win on Saturday, as we said before, Lakina, uh, when this team sees a little bit of, uh, of daylight, they take advantage of it. And, and that's what we've been seeing from this Cubs office so far this year with Ian Happ, Wilson Gutierrez, Christopher Morel, who's one of the leading candidates for rookie of the year in the National League. And also you had to talk about that great pitching staff as well, not just with Justin Steele, but with Keegan Thompson as well. Both those guys, I think you could uh, – if you're Jay Hoy, you can build around as far as your starting staff. Marcus Storm has been looking good ever since his uh, return off the IL. So, and you still have Kyle Hendricks as a uh, leading veteran as well. Uh, for the rest of the season, Lakina, we've been saying this all year. Who's who's going to be separated from the men, from the boys? Who's going to uh, be a part of this Cubs team next year and beyond? Yeah, and I think that's going to be. And I was on our buddy uh, Titus's show on WVON on Friday. You guys can go back and go back on the uh, WVON's Facebook page to you know, uh, check that out. Um, yes, great job on that. You sounded great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as you know, the Cubs are concerned, uh, look, I said this earlier, I'm going to say it here. You know, Jed Hoyer's got some questions to answer to. And the fact that we don't really know how the how the Cubs are going to be able to are they going to be contending in the next couple of years? You need something to sell to the fan base. Okay, you win two out of three against Miami again. Yippee! But again, it really doesn't do anything. I mean, you know, Drew Smiley. I, I saw that game on Saturday. You know, seven you know seven innings. Saw seven, seven innings for uh, Smiley. He's four and zero in the mm -hmm. season. Well, four and zero, I should say. You know, they they you know he shut them out. But it, it's sort of like one of those things. You know, he four he's four and six, got his fourth win the season. But yeah, I mean, it's look. I think the the Cubs are just you're just kind of waiting to see on who's going to be the person that you're going to build this team on. And I think that's sort of like the thing where that's probably what's going to be happening. And that's what the I think Jehor is trying to see what he has. And look, I mean, if Contreras or Hab, if they end up coming back, that's a whole different situation. But they need mm -hmm. something to sell to the fan base. And 
again, they don't really have nothing to sell on. And I mean, the Rays on marquee haven't been very good. If you saw Wrigley, you know, the tennis hasn't been very good either this year. So it, it's one of those things where you got to have to, you know, come kind of at a crossroads. They got to wonder like what they're going to be doing these next couple of years in order to keep people engaged. Yeah. And also too, we talked about this too before uh, the Cubs are a big market team. And I know that they've been selling off pieces for the last couple of years. What's their plan going to be this offseason? We know that potentially Aaron just could become a free agent from the New York Yankees. Carlos Correa, the same thing. He can get out of that contract with the Minnesota Twins. And he took a look at the situation. Like, oh, let me go to Minnesota. We'll have a better chance to win and make that a better team. So you, you still have some other young pieces as Seo Suzuki, who's looked good in his return from, from the IL. You also have Rafael Ortega as well. Is he's, he's your future uh, leadoff mm-hmm. hitter? I talked about Christopher Morel. So you do have some pieces, but is it is it enough to sell a potential free agent to come to come here to help turn the situation around? Uh, Jed Hoyer has a lot of work to do this offseason. Yeah, we'll see what he does there. Uh, what is your what was like your like your favorite moment or what didn't what you didn't like about this weekend in MLB? Okay, well, I know we all had to continue this uh, on the other other side of the break, but the New York Mets they could be the best team right now. In New York City, I know the Yankees have lost five in a row, but the New York Mets, I'm not going to sit here and say that the NL East race is over, but they showed me something this weekend, taking four out of five against the Atlanta Braves. Jacob DeGrand did look great yesterday. No hit ball through five innings. I did get a chance to check out some of that live following the Sox game. Mm-hmm. And before he lost it in the sixth inning, and I'm glad Buck Showalter did take him out because he was getting up there in pitches, even though it was around 75, 76, something like that. But the Mets uh, hung on to, uh, to beat the Braves yesterday to take four out of five. They have the, the hitting with Francisco Lindor who's having the comeback season. Uh, Pete Alonso is an underrated candidate for NL MVP. You have Starlin Marte as well. You have Edwin Diaz as your closer. So uh, the Mets have the pieces to challenge the Dodgers to, for the NL. I would like to see that in the National League Championship Series matchup this year. Will we get it? We shall see. But the New York Mets, as we talked about in various points this season, Lakina, uh, they're the best team in the, in the National League. The defending champion Braves, they have a lot of work to do. Yeah, and also, too, also, uh, Matt Scherzer, 120 strikeouts he has now. Uh, that's the most in Mets history among his first 15 starts, breaking the record by Pedro Martinez in 05. So, again, you don't want to say that this, you know, division's over with, you know, but that four, you know, I think that the Mets didn't make a statement by taking four out of five and then five against Atlanta, so that, that helps a lot there. Now, real quick, before we go to break, again, we're going to continue this uh, baseball discussion, but... And, you know, speaking of the Yankees, I guess, you know, they've lost uh, five in a row, including being swept by the Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely some issues that are coming up. I mean, you know, they're hitting, kind of take a little bit of a break. Of course, the Cardinals are the first NL team to finish a three-game sweep of the Yankees in 15 years. So, you know, just four times have the Yankees been swept since Italy play began in 97. So, including uh, 12 to 9 and that little duo there. You know, they won a pitcher's duel one to nothing. The Cardinals did on Saturday. So mm-hmm. should should Yankees fans be kind of like in a panic? Uh, they, they should be concerned, but not in the panic. I, I wish they had. I wish the White Sox had that record with the Yankees have right now. Oh, that's right. We did have it a year ago, but we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. But should you be concerned as a Yankees fan? Yes, because we said they needed some extra starting pitching. 
uh, at the trade deadline. They did get it in Frankie Montas from mm -hmm. Oakland. He didn't look great in his Yankees debut yesterday. Hopefully that's just a, a setback we'll see in his next couple of starts if he can turn it around or not. But the Yankees' offense is still good, led by Aaron Judge, a clear front runner for AL MVP. I know John Carlson has been out over the last couple of weeks. Hopefully they can get him back because, remember, as we said before, Lakina, early in the season, when both those guys are healthy, this Yankee team is that much dangerous. I know they added Josh Donaldson. You had Matt Carpenter from the St. Louis Cardinals from years past. And so that rounds out that rounds out that lineup. So their Yankees team is still good. You should be concerned, but you shouldn't jump off the bridge. Nah, absolutely. So we're going to take a really quick break. We're going to talk some more MLB after the break and finish up our discussion. And, of course, you know, this weekend series, some really interesting series. Uh, this weekend and with the week coming up, some really good series coming up there. We'll also recap the Pro Football Hall of Fame ceremony and some names, some familiar names that are up for our next year. And also, too, the latest from NFL training camp. Lots to do in the second half hour still. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, like this way. <laughs> second City Sports on Sports <laughs> on Chicago. And we'll see you guys after this break. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bears suffered a big blow over the weekend. Wide receiver Nikhil Harry went down with what was reported to be a severe ankle injury on Saturday. Henry was traded from the Patriots to the Bears just about a month ago. Chicago opens the preseason this coming Saturday at home against the Chiefs. High fly ball into left field. Back goes Thompson. He's at the wall and it's gone. Andrew Vaughn with a two-run shot. White Sox ready with the call. 8-2 the win over the Rangers on Sunday. Lucas Giolito gave up a run on six hits over five innings. He walked three and struck out five. Chicago pounded out 15 hits in the win. Andrew Vaughn had a two-run homer among his three hits. Luis Robert had a two-run double. A.J. Pollock had a pair of doubles in a three-hit game. The Sox have wins in six of ten. They're two games out of first place in the American League Central. The Marlins beat the Cubs 3-0 at Wrigley Field on Sunday. Jacob Stallings and Peyton Burdick hit back-to-back homers in the fifth. The Marlins able to avoid a three-game sweep. While the Cubs had their five-game home winning streak snapped, they were shut out for the seventh time this season. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and build that paper mache volcano. I am not cleaning this up. Ooh, yeah, I meant the kids. Staples will help them move forward. Right now, Crayola 10-count markers and 12-count colored pencils are just 99 cents each. And Staples one-subject notebooks are only 35 cents. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends 827 in-store, only limit 30. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut Butter Cups. That, that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right?
Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color, the Monday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakimi Gee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. I finally got it right this time. You can follow yours truly on Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrum McGee on the IG. We have less than 90 minutes left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Coming up at the top of next hour, we will have Mr. Jose Zuazo, a.k.a. Big Z, from the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. He's going to hop on with us to talk some Bears and some Chicago baseball as well and get a little background on him and how that uh, that podcast came about. I had a chance to listen to a few episodes over the weekend. and Him and his partner, do, uh, they do some great work, so we'll have him up kicking off our number two of the program, so stay tuned for that. Let's get back into the conversation, Lakina on the rest of the best and worst from the weekend of Major League Baseball. I'll take this one with the Baltimore Orioles failing to sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. But as you said, Lakina, in, in the last half hour, the Baltimore, they're still in the hunt for, for AL wild card spot, even though they traded Trey Mancini to the Houston Astros. So Baltimore looked really good, good over the weekend. Speaking of the Houston Astros, uh, they split their four-game series at Cleveland. Uh, the Guardians uh, took the uh, series finale yesterday one to nothing behind Tristan McKenzie's eight strikeout performance. So Cleveland is still in the mix for a playoff spot, and they're still in the race in the AL Central, as we mentioned before. And uh, the Washington Nationals, uh, they still continue to struggle even after the Juan Soto trade. They fall flat on their face in the Philadelphia Phillies. Look out now, don't look out now, but they're right in the thick of this thing without Bryce Harper for the uh, top spot in the NL wild card. Yeah, they've won four in a row, including clean that four game sweep. Of the Nationals, so I think that helps. They're still right there in the thick of it in the NL wild card. The Blue Jays and the Twins, they split their uh, very eventful weekend series over at Target. Yesterday Field. game was eventful enough. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, well that was eventful in and of itself. So it was just a, it was sort of a crazy. They were up early, the Blue Jays were, and then... Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the twins came back, and then you know they, they went to extra innings. You know, then I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then they well on the overturn. There was an overturn call in the tenth, and then that, everything kind of. What did you think about that play? Because I thought originally they were, he was going to get called out, and of course they looked at the replay. You know, what was his face? Um, the, the catcher of the twins, uh, Sanchez. He did block the plate mm-hmm. and prevented that runner from Toronto to. Uh, to score the run. He actually eventually scored the run, but I thought that that call was originally correct out, but then Sanchez of Minnesota kind of blocked the plate, and I thought that was not allowed anymore. This ain't back in the day anymore. <laughs> well, it depends on, it, I guess, who's calling it, I, I guess. So, yeah, and I've seen the call a few times, and I haven't seen, you know, people have, uh, cool, that's how it happened to White Sox, and it comes a couple of times this year. I know that uh, Rocco Badelli, Baldelli, I should say, the Twins manager got ejected thanks to that, so all that whole thing kind of just that whole ending of that mm-hmm. that whole game was just weird, but you know, but it is what it, it is what it is what that. But they split their series and they're kind of back to where they start. Both teams are and such. And uh, the Dodgers, even though it looks like you know Kershaw is going to be on the IL for a while, uh, they have now won eight in a row, including excuse me, including sweeping the Padres. So. I guess that trade, all those trades they've made, the Padres have, it's not it's not paying dividends yet. You know, they're kind of like well, like one in what, like one in five or six or something like that since 
he says those trades so including mm -hmm. being swept by your uh your biggest rival so so far not so good for those uh for that soto bell and all the other uh guys they tr that they traded for <laughs> Yeah, thank goodness for the wild card spot because the Padres are still in the mix. And we talked about it before early in the season. Bob Melvin, who's the first-year manager of that ball club, you haven't heard too much of anything come, uh, issues coming out of that clubhouse, so that's a good thing. But they got to turn it around. They're still in the mix there for that wild card spot. I, I think they'll get that eventually. But uh, their starting pitcher it just has to turn around. You still have great talent there with uh, with a Clevenger. You still have you Darvish there. So. And th those guys had to lead that group as far as starting pitching is concerned. Uh, the their lineup it, uh, is is amazing on paper. I know Fernando Chances Jr. hasn't played at all this season, and he'll definitely be in addition when he gets back soon. But Josh Bell, Juan Soto, you still have Manny Machado, who's quietly having a good year. But they just got to put it all together, and they they got they got to get over this hurdle somehow. The Dodgers. Remember last season, Lakina, they were. Uh, um, there were the new brash team of MLB. They were battling with the Dodgers and the Giants for the NL West title. And then, of course, they lost all that momentum after the All-Star break. And they were beating the Dodgers, too, in the first half of the year. And then once that All-Star break came last year, everything went to hell in the handbasket. So they just got to get that attitude and that swagger back that they could beat anybody, including the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, it's interesting that they they swept the Rockies earlier. Uh, I think, well, they won two after those trades. You end up yeah. finishing up their sweep with the Rockies, but then they get swept by the Dodgers. So the Rockies yeah. get the Dodgers. So there you go. Um, anything else? Let's see here. The yeah, Bears, your manners take care of the Angels. I know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Thankful, thank goodness. I think that was getting a little bit worried because they were kind of like in a little bit of a slump there. But you know, they get back on track. You know, winning, uh, splitting their series. Series, I should say, with the angels so they're still kind of like right there in distance for that al what those al wild card spots so you know i think it's sort of one of those things where we're kind of getting into the, into the part of the season where there's going to be jack a lot of jacketing for a position folks so let's you know let's sort of you know if you're a team that's right there in the thick of the wild card uh race i think you better and some of these teams got some very interesting series coming up coming up so they can start taking advantage starting off um today mm -hmm. toronto and baltimore uh, that should be a fun one uh, yeah. starting tonight. Excuse me. Reds and the Mets. I mean, the Reds, you know, yeah, they're near the bottom of the NL Central, but they can give teams some fits. So we'll see. What you know, that's what they did the to Mets. Milwaukee over the weekend. Taking yes, two they out did. Of two out of three. Yep. Yep. So that was, uh, you know, so don't take the, the Reds lightly. Washington and the Cubs. Mm. Uh, Angels, and, <laughs> Angels and Oakland. Uh, that'll be uh, mm. Another hmm, okay. Uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, folks will show up in Oakland for this one. <laughs> yeah, well, both, well, probably most of be Otani fans, I'm sure. Maybe Angel fans, if not an Otani fans, just Otani fans. Probably yeah. be like <laughs> the hell area in Oakland. Uh, Pittsburgh and Arizona. That first game will be at 840 on ESPN Plus. San Fran and San Diego. That should be an interesting one in the NL West. And also to the Yankees, uh, start their uh, West Coast road trip against the Mariners and the Mariners have actually given the Yankees all they can handle this year. So we'll see how they do in Seattle. Yeah. I was just going to say, you saw what Seattle did to him in, in the Bronx slice. So we take it two out of three. So uh, Yankees definitely have revenge on their minds. Of course, they're on the current five game losing streak. So the Yankees hopefully to turn that around starting tonight. Uh, the rest of the series series or series that will start tomorrow. Of course you have the White Sox and the Royals before the doubleheaders tomorrow. Of course you have the Marlins in the fighting Philadelphia Phillies, also to the Atlanta Braves and the Boston Red Sox. That'll be the Tuesday night game 
on TBS at 6, mm -hmm. 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Red Sox are in a free fall fast, and the yes. Braves are just trying to keep up with the Mets, and and we'll see what happens with those two teams. And of course, uh, the Cleveland Guardians will take another visit to Motown to face the Detroit Tigers. Uh, in the interleague series, we have Tampa Bay at Milwaukee for a quick two-game series at Miller Park. I'm not calling it that corporate name. So for those of mm -hmm. you who want me to call it the corporate name, forget about it. And, of course, another interleague series, the Battle of Texas. Uh, the Rangers will visit the Astros. Of course, in NL, the Cardinals will face uh, the Colorado Rockies in the Rocky Mountain State. And, the, and this is a good series for White Sox fans. I know they'll pay attention to this. The L.A. Dodgers, pardon my bad, Vince Scully, they'll host the Minnesota Twins for two games at Dodgers Stadium starting tomorrow. That should be a fun one, too, and a fun pitching matchup. Uh, tomorrow, Joe Ryan for, uh, versus Julio Urias. So that should be a uh, that should be a fun mm -hmm. series too. Starting tomorrow, I'm gonna to, I'm gonna try to look try to find a way to watch that. But of course, the first game will be on ESPN Plus. So make sure you guys check that out. So mm -hmm. great series. And don't forget on Thursday for those that are interested at 6:15 p.m. Central Standard Time is year two of the Field of Dreams game from Iowa. It's the Chicago Cubs and Wilson Contreras versus Joey Votto in the Cincinnati Reds. That'll be on Fox at 615. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if it'll top last year's. I doubt it will top no. last year's uh, between the uh, Yankees and the White Sox. I don't think Kevin Costner is going to be there. I don't think so. It'll be interesting. Let's just hope it's a, it's a somewhat decent game. But like I said, I don't know if that's going <laughs> to that's going to work. But, <laughs> you know, that's 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 fine. But you listen to the second season sports. And that, well, that's the deal this week in the MLB. Some great series. Uh, make sure you check those out and check your local listings. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown with you. Now, Sid, okay, we're going to go NFL first. We're going to do, we're going to recap, we're, we're going to recap uh, this past weekend. If you guys didn't uh, get a chance to watch it, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame speeches. They actually changed it up this year. It was actually in the afternoon. So Yeah, was, first time in many years. Yeah, it was, I think the first time like, in like 15 years that the, I yeah. think maybe because of the class wasn't, you know, I guess some people say it's not marquee, so I guess they figure, okay, we can put in, get away with putting it in the afternoon. Uh, who, which speech stuck out uh, for you, Sid? Uh, time wise, it was Dick Vermeil. They gave him 24 minutes to be exact, mm -hmm. and I'm surprised that he did not cry. No pun intended. I know he's a very emotional, intense guy, but he thanked everybody that he could. Uh, Up until he got he to his wife, Linda. He actually, actually yeah, did, he did save her for the best for last, which is very smart. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it, it was a good speech. Uh, Chicago's very young, Bryant Young from the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. He talked about one of his oldest kids who passed away several years ago, and he made it all about family. And uh, I thought that was a very touching speech. You could tell he was very touched uh, when he was talking about his journey through uh, Notre Dame and through the San Francisco 49ers. So I thought his speech was very good. Now, this person could be a potential presidential candidate or a mm -hmm. uh, motivational speaker or something that passion if he really wants to do it. And that's Richard Seymour of the New England yes. Patriots. I know he <laughs> finished his last four years in Oakland, but he said, it's not about me. It's about we. He went into Robert Kraft and the Patriots mm -hmm. and about his beautiful family as well. And so I thought his speech was very good. And Leroy Butler, who had one of the yes. shortest speeches, referenced yeah. DJ Khaled and Drake. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, he said, you internet, for those of you who don't know what it is, check it out. 
<laughs> yeah, it's sort of one of those things where I'm like, I would think maybe he would have the, the longest speeches out of all of them. He actually had the shortest. Yeah. It was only about like what? I think it was only like 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 seven minutes, six or seven minutes or something like that. So he kind of, yeah. you know, he talked about his family and his background. Of course, he thanked you know the Packers organization and such. The Lambo leap, the originator of that. So yeah, uh, people forget about that. And he actually shared what what uh you know so like how that kind of like came to be. So that was actually pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tony Baselli's speech was really uh sweet as well. Uh, he talked about mm-hmm. his family and he lost his he lost his he lost his dad last year. Right before yeah. the you know the last year's Hall of Fame uh, class was announced, and of course a lot of people thought that he was going to get in. That didn't happen. He actually played a record. They actually, he actually uh, listened to a recording of his dad, and he got really emotional. So that was a really a uh, sweet uh, moment. <clears throat> Excuse me, and a very very sweet moment there as well. And uh, also to uh, Art McNally, who was one of the Godfather. It was actually pretty cool that he was actually able to kind of play a recording. That was actually a really uh, cool uh, thing. There, of course, the Godfather, the official sort of changed the you know, instant replays and whatnot. So still very sharp for still a very sharp and very uh, smart guy for '97. I mean, you gotta think that mm-hmm. you know at least let, let's at least get let's at least get to '97. Still be as you know sharp and as quick witted as he. Yeah, is, much so. respect. Yeah, much, much respect. respect for him. Also, too, of course. Uh, Sam Mills, and we talked about that too. Sit ad nauseum. If you guys don't have, you know, are on YouTube, you know, make sure let's, let's, let's watch this on YouTube. Make sure you guys check out his uh, football life. Just uh, you mm-hmm. know, very emotional and and such. Um, you know, his yeah, his, his widow, his, his widow, widow uh, yeah. gave a great speech. Yeah, and she talked about him more as a person and then just a football player. And I thought she nailed it one hundred percent. Yeah, it was a very sweet one. Also, please, please check out football life. Just a tragedy that. You know, lost his life way too soon, and, and another mm-hmm. person who lost his life way too soon, Cliff Branch, who we all know, you know, story with you know, won three Super Bowls with the with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, I know his sister, his his oldest sister, you know, did a very you know very you know sweet speech for him. I know she and her brother, her other brother, they were very you know. I know Mark Davis, you know, was getting very emotional too. You did because <laughs> he's you know Branch mm-hmm. knew that family for many years, and since you know, Mark was like a young kid. And that was a really nice moment there as well. So all in all, a really great, you know, a really great, great speeches all around and very emotional. So if you guys didn't get a chance to check it out, it's on YouTube. So just yes. check it out on YouTube. It's all right there. And just another quick uh, nuggets uh, to wrap up on this, Lakina. Uh, Leroy Butler's speech was, I thought, at the beginning of his speech was, I thought was very telling or what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. When you play for the Green Man Packers, the doors open. When you yep. win a Super Bowl, more doors, doors open. When you enter mm-hmm. the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the fo- gates of football have been open. So I was like, there is very creative, but very true. Very poetic, too. I and, will say, Leroy's a yeah, poet. You yeah. know it. <laughs> <laughs> Might drop, uh, but also too, most of the Hall of Famers were in the crowd. I saw Mark Davis, uh, when, especially uh, when, uh, like you said, you were talking about Art Minnelli and uh, Cliff Branch on the, the, the speaking on their behalf of talking about the Raiders and mm-hmm. well, well today Richard Seymour as well speaking about his time with the Raiders organization. Mark Davis was there, but you know, it's one person that was there that was not the story, but he who was the story that gave his speech, but not on the campus of Canton, Ohio. He did not make a sound, at least from what I've heard. Terrell Owens, T.O. Yes, he was he actually was there. there, but uh, he, he didn't make there. himself the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was like, he was kind of, he kind of blended in with all the other Hall of Famers. Yeah. Right? I guess. Well, I guess, I'm sure someone probably thought, I think, you know, I think they, I think Brian, he and Brian Young played together when they were, he was with the Niners. So I think that's probably why he was yeah. there. 
I'm thinking that's probably of course, one of the main Mary, reasons. Of course, see, Mary, she was there, too. He got emotional as well too. when he was Mary, giving yes. the speech, yeah. Yeah, so I think that might have been why, he, the main reason why he was there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's probably, that was probably the reason why he was there. But, yeah, you didn't really see him until, like, someone mentioned, oh, well, Terrell's there. Like, oh, wait a minute, he didn't make it about himself. Well, look, growth. Hey, that's growth and maturity. That's what, that's all yeah. we asked yeah. for back in the day. Okay, uh, real quick before we move on to the rest of the uh, NFL and, you know, training camp happenings. Some of the names that are possibly up for their up next year, first year. Darrell okay. Revis. Darrell Revis. Do you think he gets in first ballot? Ooh, he should get in first. He should get in first ballot, but I would be surprised if he's not. I want to see who else was on that list first. All right. Uh Dwight Freeney. First ballot. No. I think he'll get in, but I don't know about first ballot. He'll get in, yeah, but I don't I, think first ballot. Yeah, I think he may have to wait two or three years since there were a couple yeah. other edge rushers that aren't there. Zach Thomas being one, but that I'm so bitter about that. But that's a whole different that's a different <laughs> uh, space. Uh, yeah. This guy should get in, and he better not. Of course, you know the, the team's fans are gonna be rioting. <laughs> not well, okay, I should say rioting. They're gonna not gonna be very happy. Joe Thomas. Yes, he should be in. Yes. That's offensive right. tackle to Cleveland Browns. I think he's still doing uh, work for yep. the NFL Network. So, yes. so, so he has he has said in his favor to get himself in. Ten thousand three hundred sixty-three snaps for one, uh, Mr. Yeah. Joe Thomas. Zach Thomas, he should have been in already. Some people say he probably should have gotten in before Brian Young, but again, that's a I, again. I, I, look, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> he should he better get in next year. That's all I'm gonna say. He's a new and, Chris Carter. He's got to wait for some years. <laughs> Yeah. Also, too, uh, there's another guy that probably should have gotten in this year. Uh, I know uh, Dick Vermeil. You know, he played for. You know, he coached him. Uh, Tory Holt, part of that greatest show on turf. Yeah, he put up some great numbers even after that his rookie year when they won the Super Bowl in '99. So yeah, he should get in. I don't know about next year, but I think he'll eventually get in. And um, let's see here. Yeah, I think that's about it for like the most notable. Uh, Folks, uh, I know Chris. I see Chris Johnson. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna get in. I don't think. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jari Evans didn't play long enough. So, like I said, those are just some of the names. But yeah, I think a couple of those guys probably will get in first. But although Joe Thomas, they definitely after him. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say uh, uh, Devin Hester. Yeah. Uh, I know he was supposed to be up this year, and he didn't get in. Do you think he, he gets did. in next year? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, look, sometimes it's how you how people represent uh, present you. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why he didn't. You know, he didn't get in. I know that you know how the Hall of Fame you know committee feels about special teams guys. You know how look look how long Ray Ray guy had to wait. So he yeah. may have to he may have to wait a few more years. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Armando Lara Jr. checks in via the YouTube. He says, uh, "Dick Vermeil gets under my skin." I wonder why, Armando. I wonder why you. The way he carries himself, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna put words mm. in his mouth, but but it, 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 like I said, his speech was the longest out of the, all the um, the inductees that spoke on Saturday. So I think that was uh, I, I think he, like I said, his speech was good. He didn't he didn't break down, so which was good. No pun intended, but yeah, he had more than enough time to thank everybody that uh, helped him along the way. Because like you said, Lakino, all those uh, speakers were on the time constraint. Yeah, and also to uh, John, it was great to see John Shiara, who, if you guys don't remember, he and Archie Griffin, you know, had their battles in the Rose Bowl, well, actually twice in the season back in 1975 mm-hmm. and 1976 Rose Bowl. It was great to see him. He helped, you know, present it with the bus. Uh, he was one of the reasons, you know, 
uh, UCLA upset Ohio State in that 76 Rose Bowl. So that was actually pretty cool to see. Uh, crying at the drop of a hat. Well, he didn't do that in his speech. Go check you know, it so out. Yeah. He waited, yeah, he waited until like he mentioned his wife, Linda. That's how, you know, yeah. that, that, that was, you know, that, that was kind of when he started crying. Everything else, like, he, he held back as, as long as he could. But, you know, but that was a pretty cool to see John Shiara. It looks, it looks 68 years old. Actually, you know, has aged pretty well. So it was actually good to see yeah. him. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, just... oh, oh, uh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, got, I just got, no, no, go ahead. Cause I got like one more name that I forgot. I know he'd probably be not. Be no, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. James Harris, James Harrison. He'll get in, but uh, there, I'm sure there's some other names. So probably go ahead of him. So he'll probably have to wait another year or two. I don't want him to start getting mad, but yeah, that those, yeah, those are just some <laughs> of the names there. Well, yeah, you know how sometimes he can be at times. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Elvis Elvis Dumerville, you think he gets in? There's another name. <sighs> He's going to have to wait. Mm-mm. Okay, Cam Chancellor. Cam part Chancellor. Of of, part of that Legion of Boom in Seattle. He'll have to wait, but I don't think he'll have to wait as long. Matt Forte. He has the numbers to get in. Did he? Did he? That's why right, he participated in the playoffs in that 2010 mm-hmm. season. I yes. think that's the only he participated in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but he did put up some good numbers. I know his last year with the Jets wasn't that great, but he's going to have to wait a while. And last but not least, Carson Palmer. Ooh, he took the Cardinals to the NFC Championship game in 2015. He took the Bengals to the playoffs. If he wasn't for his injury, they probably would have beat the Steelers that year in 05 before mm-hmm. uh, he got hurt. But, right. yeah, he did put up some good numbers. Like I said, he'll have to wait. He'll, he'll, he may have to have wait to... a few years. He may yeah, have to wait. Have to wait. Yeah. Clearly, he had a great comeback after that that nasty leg injury. So yeah, that that probably you know propels him you know to be up there. But he mm-hmm. probably gonna have to wait a few years. Yeah. So an interesting list of uh, guys that are gonna be coming up the uh, next year. Yeah. So let's see if Devin Hester can get in. Like you said, those other names you just mentioned, uh, maybe a couple of them will get in next year. Like I said, I think Joe Thomas will get in. You could book that. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a, a one for sure. And so, of course, you, you have to have a ceremony more than just one or two people and being inducted. But I'm pretty sure about Joe Thomas. So uh, that would be a mistake if he doesn't get in next year. Oh, yeah. People would. Yeah. Browns fans will not be very happy if he doesn't get in a first ballot. This is like a city sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown with you as we wrap things up here in these next a few minutes. Some of the latest news out of uh, NFL training camp. We'll start with the Bears first. Uh, Tevin Jenkins uh, is practicing. So you take that for a Yeah, right? Like, I don't know if this means anything. I don't know if this mean that he will still be traded sometime at this point, but they're playing, he's playing it off well. Also, too, uh, I know the Bears are preparing for their first preseason game coming up this Saturday against the Kansas City Chiefs at Soldier Field. Will Tevin Jenkins see some action in that? If, like you say, looking even they're still thinking about training him, training him, uh, uh, will he see action? And if so, how much? Yeah, and also, too, Nikhil Harry uh, looks like suffered a very serious leg injury. Nothing you know official yet, but from what people who a lot of folks that we know that are covering these uh, Bears training camp have said, that is 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 serious. So nothing official mm-hmm. yet. You know, Matt Eber was keeping things very close to the vest. Mm-hmm. So, and just to see what happens with that injury. 
Yep, and also and also too, uh, Justin Fields. I know he's pro- progressing here and there in camp. I know uh, he he struggled uh, to start camp. Uh, Lakina, as we talked about before, it's it's only so much you could do in practice. But mm-hmm. the only way we could judge, start to judge what if Matt Eberflus's plan is working or starting to see early increments of it is when they play uh, the preseason game. We'll start to see that this upcoming Saturday. I, Saturday, I know we'll get a little bit more into it on our show on Friday, but uh, it, you know, the, then the organization can preach out all these messages that they want. They can spend this however they want, but uh, the real truth is going to uh, uh, will uh, tell itself on on the field on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see what happens there because I think people really want to see, okay, how this new offense looks. They probably won't show mm-hmm. too much, although Eberfuss has said that they were going to play. So, you know, we'll see how much they'll play. I think that's going to be a key against in that preseason, that first preseason game against the Chiefs. A couple of uh, cool notes and some good news for Ravens mm-hmm. uh, camp. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, who uh, tore his ACL last year, uh, I think about this time, has been cleared mm-hmm. to practice. He's off the pup list, so... You know, I think I'm sure, you know, Ravens fans will be happy uh, for that. And also, too, uh, Justin Tucker, their all-pro all pro kicker, got a new four-year, $24 million extension, including $17.5 million guarantee. I think he's probably, like, the one kicker where you can say, yeah, he deserves that cash. Yep. <laughs> Perhaps the great, arguably the greatest uh, field goal kicker of all time. Me, personally, next to Kevin Butler's, but uh, the greatest NFL kicker ever. Uh, uh, it'll be Butler. Tucker and uh, Robbie Gold. Mm-hmm. You would think. <laughs> well, definitely, yeah, we'll see. Definitely, he's up there in recent years, no doubt about up there with Gold and mm-hmm. some of the others. So, and Mac Prather, I think another uh, kicker could probably put up there too. And I think with the last like 15, 10 or fifteen years, I think it's probably. But you know, good mm-hmm. for him, guys. A uh, nice little check there. So, uh, all right, we got to take a quick break, and we're gonna have Jose Big Z Zuazo. From the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast, we're going to give it a little bit about the podcast, and then we'll have his thoughts on some of the stuff we just talked about today. Also, too, Fox announced there's their NFL uh, broadcast crew for this season. We'll make that up for you. And uh, are we going to be doing Old School TV Monday, Sid? Yes, we are with a little spin, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I, I will say this. It has something to do with music. I know I just probably okay. just gave it away. I just gave it away, but I'll leave it at that. Okay, all that a lot more coming up in the one o'clock <laughs> hour. Well, not like I said. I, look, I, look, he doesn't tell me these things, so I kind of like had to figure it out on the fly. But uh, <laughs> with that said, though, Cindy Brown, the Kenny McGee got a busy hour or two coming up. This is Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We'll be right back. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bears suffered a big blow over the weekend. Wide receiver Nikhil Harry went down with what was reported to be a severe ankle injury on Saturday. Henry was traded from the Patriots to the Bears just about a month ago. Chicago opens the preseason this coming Saturday at home against the Chiefs. High fly ball into left field. Back goes Thompson. He's at the wall and it's gone. Andrew Vaughn with a two-run shot. White Sox radio with the call. 8-2 the win over the Rangers on Sunday. Lucas Giolito gave up a run on six hits over five innings. He walked three and struck out five. Chicago pounded out 15 hits in the win. Andrew Vaughn had a two-run homer among his three hits. Luis Robert had a two-run double. A.J. Pollock had a pair of doubles in a three-hit game. The Sox have wins in six of ten. They're two games out of first place in the American League Central. The Marlins beat the Cubs 3-0 at Wrigley Field on Sunday. Jacob Stallings and Peyton Burdick hit back-to-back homers in the fifth. The Marlins able to avoid a three-game sweep. While the Cubs had their five-game home winning streak snapped, they were shut out for the seventh time this season. 
for lightning fast sports updates download the score app it's free and one of the most popular sports apps in north america i'm chuck sanders that's the sports flash on the sports zone chicago Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and build that paper mache volcano. I am not cleaning this up. Ooh, yeah, I meant the kids. Staples will help them move forward. Right now, Crayola 10-count markers and 12-count colored pencils are just 99 cents each. And Staples one-subject notebooks are only 35 cents. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends 827 in-store, only limit 30. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut Butter Cups. That breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color on a Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakey McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kim McGee on the Twitter and at Kim McGee on the IG. And make sure, you, well, first of all, before we get to that reminder, we have less than 60 minutes left of this extravaganza we call a Sports Talk Radio Show. You have a question or comment for us, especially for our next guest, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And here's our daily reminder. Make sure you now catch Sports on Chicago now on Roku TV. That's right. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on the sports section and download that Sports on Chicago app today. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. iPad, iTouch, wherever you uh, stream, uh, stream downloading device, your iPhone, your laptop like we're using right now. Celebrate with the squad. Sports on Chicago is now on Roku TV. You have any of those streaming devices, just download that Roku TV app. You can access Sports on Chicago's programming live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Let's not waste any more time. Let's kick off our number two. We'll bring you on a new guest. He's a co-host of the True, fans, the True Chicago Sports Fans podcast. Here comes Mr. Big Z, Jose Zuazo, to the program. Jose, good afternoon, my man. Welcome to our show. Good afternoon. Hey. Can everybody hear me? <laughs> you know, this virtual yes, club we- is always uh, tricky here. Yes. Yeah, we got you. Where can people find you on social media? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I am uh, at uh, Big Z underscore 606 Media on pretty much every platform uh twitter instagram so it's very easy to find me um obviously true chicago sports fans that's our handle for um all all across and you can find us on twitter i do a little bit of tweeting for the page uh, mostly i'm on instagram and facebook uh, that's where i usually do all my stuff but uh thank you for having me guys 
Yeah, no problem. No problem. I saw you a couple weeks ago on, on our guys, uh, Sean and Maya, Sean Sierra from Sean and Maya in the morning. You rocked it out there. I was checking out a couple of your episodes over the weekend. Beautiful. And uh, you and your co-hosts do a very good job. It, it's, I, I tell people this all the time. It, it's me and Lakeem have been going at this for a while. You, you've you been doing this for a while, too. But I know you guys are once a week. But uh, getting together content uh, takes time and you get engaged with, with your listeners. Uh, this is not easy. We, we do not just come on here and just start rambling and uh, thinking you know what you're talking about. People, if, if you think you're just going to BS people, uh, people are going to point you out real quick. So these these things take time. You have to present it in a way that you get people to uh, give people's attention and keep their attention as well. Yeah, that's a very hard thing to do. It's, I mean, you guys do it live. You have no no safety net. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm exactly recording no, and then you know going into the lab and editing the entire show, uh, you know, because sometimes you do mess up. So I didn't have that that luxury of that safety net. But it is it, it's a it's you know a work of passion. You know, you you do it because you love it. But there is structure to it. There is you know you do have mm-hmm. to do some research. You have to know what you're talking about. Um, just like you guys, you've got to put in man hours. And woman hours before you even get into the lab before you you go on live so before we even get into the studio or we're doing it virtually you know there's eight nine ten pages worth of information that we try to go through and and try to condense and make it is something listenable and something personal that that'll connect with our listeners or at the very least uh workable as <laughs> we've been doing for the first few years we'll get we'll get more into your podcast just a second jose but uh We'll start with uh, the White Sox. Uh, they're right back to where they were when we talked on when <laughs> and I talked on Friday. Do you? They start. They start the. I, I, I'm at a I'm Flemix right now, but yeah, they start the series against Kansas City. Uh, uh, can can they get right the ship? Can they get back you know to near the top of the the AL Central and stay there? I mean, the potential's there, right? So you always look at teams and you look at oh, they look great on paper, and this is one of those teams that. It looked great at the beginning of the season, but unfortunately you have injuries and, and lingering issues with a lot of these players, uh, a lot of soft tissue injuries, stuff that you cannot prevent. I think you can. I think I think that the training is not adequate to what they need to be doing, whether it's on a personal level or a organization level, what they're doing. But, I mean, they played, I think, 19 games with a full lineup. Mm-hmm. And that's going back to last year. So, I mean – it's it's impossible to have a winning streak when your your players are, are being shuffled in and out. Uh, you have your pitching staff that you know you have uh, Lance Lynn out. You you got Kopech. You know on a, he's being monitored. He's a grown man. Let him go. Just let him go. Let's see yep. what he can do. You know he, he's been overhyped for so many years. Just let him go. Um, you know the back of rotation was a blessing by picking up Cueto. Cueto's pretty much saved the season for the White Sox. Um, and then you look at uh, your, your bullpen. Your bullpen was great last year, and uh, that's how it goes. They're not so great this year. Uh, with Joe Kelly being a big signing, and he hasn't been the Joe Kelly that we signed. As of late, he's been doing okay. But, you know, when he first came back, he was getting up seven runs and, and you know, being put in situations that he shouldn't have been put in. And then you got you got Hendricks, you know. Hendricks is a very emotional player. He puts all his emotion when he pitches. And when he's off, he's off. And when he's on, he's super on. So it, it's hard to dictate because it is a Dr. Uh, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, or uh, team right now. You know, they're two games back of the Twins. They haven't had a significant run. I think just before the All-Star break was the last time they had a good run. But they have all these players now all back together. And, um, you know, they're, they're babying them. You got Grandal, like, oh, he's in a DH thing. 
Well, he's a catcher. Let's go. Let's go. He has to be involved in the game. Now, he's one of those guys that, just like a brave, he has to be on the field to be doing well. And uh, right now, Grandal is a singles machine. He doesn't take his walks like he did last year. Um, he's slower than a, a snail on sleeping pills. Like, he is super slow. If he gets a hit and someone else gets a double, like, they have those, a setup for a single because Grandal can't make it to third. Like, I don't know what's going on with his legs, but the amount of money that he's getting paid, he should be working out and getting a little faster. Yeah, that's what happens, and I said this to people last year with the White Sox lineup. It's a very good lineup. When you build uh, like a station-to-station station team, this is the results you're going to get with the lack of uh, species at the time of your lineup outside of Luis Robert and Tim Anderson. Mm -hmm. uh, th this is the result you, that you're going to get. I don't want to get to uh, Big Z. I want to get to Jose Abreu. Me and Lakina talked about him all season long. We talked about him in, on our show to kick off uh, to kick off the first hour. Uh, he's, he's always struggled in, the April, in April in the first part of May, but this year uh, he's starting to turn it around, and his average is up to three. 300 as of yesterday he had a couple big hits yesterday it mm. seems like every time we start to count them out he starts to turn it on again give us your your observations of jose abreu this year abreu is abreu he's exactly pretty much very consistent on how he starts he's uh he reminds me a lot of uh, alexi ramirez alexi ramirez couldn't couldn't hit water falling out of a boat in, in april and may because he was like oh this is too cold i don't like playing um abreu has worked so much on his defense and people thought his offense was going to dip, but he's been Mr. Consistent for the White Sox. He's hitting 300. He's got 14 home runs. That's a little low, um, but I think he's putting he was putting too much pressure at the beginning of the season to carry the team with everybody out. And now he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get you know get on base. I'm going to hit my doubles. Um, you know, his OPS is uh, 850. Uh, he's got a WAR 3.7. So he's actually doing what a Brayu does. Um, I don't know what they're going to do at the end of the season. I mean, we got like five first basements on our team, um, and he's the only one that's really producing. Um, so I don't know if they're going to sign him again for next year or they're just going to let him go. Um, I think he's great in the clubhouse. I just wish he was way more vocal um, and, and held the rest of the players in that clubhouse accountable because I don't really see somebody that's a, a true leader on that. He's like, he's like, I'll do it, and you follow me. Mm -hmm. This is what I what I expect you to do, but he's not being vocal about that, and I don't think there's really a vocal leader on this team. Let's talk about Tony La Russa. Uh, it came out that well, allegedly that he has a three year deal, and if the Sox don't make the playoffs or they get eliminated, do you think this is going to be his last year with the team? You know what? I'm a lot of candle. I really am because I really hope <laughs> for the last year of Sleepy Tony. Um, Credentials aside, um, there's been a lot of questionable things that he's doing, and sometimes it feels like he's not managing. It feels like some of these players are doing what they want to do. Um, I feel like there's sometimes where uh, you'll see uh, Joe McEwing just go off and do whatever he does. I don't feel there's accountability. I remember when Ricky was there, you know, Ricky's boys don't stop. Ricky's boys mm -hmm. played to, you know, the last inning, the last pitch, and they had the mentality, and Ricky held his mm -hmm. player accountable. McConnell would have run the first. Boom, you're going to sit right here next to me. You're going to watch the rest of the game. That's what I think that they need. They need a, a hard ass to be on them. Right now, you've got, you know, the grandpa that takes, you know, the, the kids out to McDonald's and gets them ice cream and chicken nuggets. But when you were, you know, growing up, you didn't get that. There was chicken nuggets at home, right? That kind of yep. situation where you have the, the grandfather being super nice, I don't, that's not what these, these players need. I think somebody needs to, to be in, in, in their ass and, and just put, you know, their foot in it. Um, I hope that at the end of the season, 
whether the, they get into the playoffs or they don't get into the playoffs, because I don't see them getting past the first round because the Yankees uh, are just going to be a monster. Even if they play Seattle, I think Seattle could kick their butt. Um, I think it'll be a mutual parting of the ways um, with, with the organization and the coach. But at this point, I don't know who they can come in and replace him. And everyone's going to say Ozzy. I think uh, that boat has sailed. I think he's really liking his mm-hmm. position at NBC Sports. Yeah. If, if that happens, according to you, Jose, if La Russa, uh, part, they part ways with La Russa, if GM Rick Hahn stays, you, you saw and heard what he said following last Tuesday's tread deadline. And I think it was a jab at not just at La Russa, but at Jerry Reinsdorf as well. Because remember, when La Russa was hired as manager, Rick Hahn was not happy. And so assuming that Rick Hahn stays and La Russa goes, uh, do you feel that Rick Hahn would get a fair opportunity to pick his manager? I know some people have thrown... Ethan Katz's name around, and and I said Joe Girardi, but I don't think they'll go in that direction. Do you think Rick Hahn was safe for at least one more year and pick his manager, at least get one more year at this? I mean, if you look at the whole picture, how it started, you know, Rick Hahn had put this into place. He finally got the reins of the team, and he said, okay, this is my vision, and this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, you trade away Chris Sale, and you start making all these uh, acquisitions, uh, and trading these veterans away because you're not going to win. The the uh, the organization had a the long ball and let's bring in the uh, attraction, the Manny Ramirez, the, the Ken Griffey Jr. They had that aspect. Uh, and then Rick Hahn said, no, we're going to do it completely different. We're going to tear it down to the studs and let's start fresh. He gets his window. He gets his transition manager. And then he's like, all right, it's time to get the guy that's going to put us over the hump. And then you got the owner who handcuffs him and says, nope, I want my guy in here. And pretty much you can tell at that press conference that he was really pissed off. He's like, you gave me a job, you gave me the authority, and then you just go behind my back and do that to me? Okay. I really feel that he didn't make any moves for the reason of saying, all right, Tony, let's see what you can do with what you got because I'm not going to make any more moves that – are going to help you. I really think he did that. I really, there was, if you look at all the, a lot of trades that happened this past week, there was acquisitions that could have been made and, and they were, you know, lower twenties, lower thirties uh, uh, prospects for pretty good players. And they were not rentals. He addressed rentals. He said the price for rentals was way too high. We didn't need it. I understand you can get rentals to put you over the edge, but we needed a second baseman that can play every day. We need a right fielder that can actually write, you know, play catch. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and we need mm-hmm. those are your three things that you needed to address. And a lot of teams did that. The twins did that for very little. What they gave away was so little. It could have been done. I didn't really think Rick Hahn was like, all right, here you go, Jerry. This is your team. This is your manager. Let's see what you can do. So I still think that Rick Hahn will be here. He will make his you'll have the opportunity to get his manager. And I think that'll be the final year of either make it or break it. And then after that, you'll see him move on if he doesn't win. Now let's go to the north side real quick and talk some Cubs. I mean, the Cubs, you know, one, two, out of three against Miami. Okay. That's, uh, that's cool. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is just sort of like, you know, see what you got, I guess, part of the, uh, the rebuild, I guess. Where do you see this, you know, this Cubs team going in the next couple of years? Do you see them still kind of, you know, find out what pieces to use, or are they going to be actually be building something? 
I really think that, you know, the Cubs have a lot of good assets in, in the minor leagues. They do have um, some good players. I mean, obviously, remember, they traded you Darvish for a bag of chips and a couple teenagers. So we don't know how that's going to flourish. We still have to wait on time for that. I think that was a an early trade that they could have waited on and got more from that. Then you got the Chris Bryant trade, and you have uh, one of the pitchers up there that's going to be should be coming up in, uh, I want to say, for a September call-up. I don't know. He's in double-A. You have a lot of these kids that are going up there. It is right now, it is a prove it is a trial of, of who is going to be here next year. Like Morel, I don't think Frank Schrundel is going to be here next year. I think there's a lot of players that are going to be moved. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep Wilson. I really thought they should have moved him. Um, you have a lot of like players like Ian Happ is another player that I don't think is going to be coming back. Um, the pitching staff is very young. I, I don't see... Like, usually you can see the direction of the organization of what they're doing. And with the Cubs, I can't figure out which way they're going. Are they going to continue with the youth movement and add some veteran players? Are they just going to continue moving the young kids up? You could have got a bunch of assets for Ian Happ and, and Contreras, and maybe the asking price was way too high. But now you, you're going to go let them go for nothing. Um, and, and you're going to be sitting with a bag of a bunch of players that you don't really want on your team. We're on the line with True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast co-host, Mr. Big Z, Jose Zuazo, right here on Second City Sports. We're live in living color on the Monday edition. Sadly, can here with you on Sports on Chicago. Let's move over to Gridiron and talk some Bears football. Of course, the Chicago Bears hired new head coach, Matt Eberflus, and the all-season new GM, Ryan Pauls. They're preparing for their first preseason game coming up this Saturday at Soldier Field against the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked, me and Lakina talked about the drama with the office alignment, Tevin Jenkins last hour. He's in practice as we speak. He practiced again over the weekend. Uh, Big Z, uh, what what are you looking forward to watching for, for this Bears team for this upcoming season? Because let's be honest, they're not going to be very good. Uh, some people may have them at the fringe of the playoffs. Uh, I, I, I don't see it. Maybe you know, like I said, the NFL, you don't know. Sometimes you'll you usually get a couple of surprise teams, but as of right now, I definitely do not get that sense with the Chicago Bears. Uh, what are you watching for for this Bears team coming up this season? I'm really right now, I'm interested in the wide receivers. I mean, I you, you don't know who's gonna be throwing the ball, who's gonna be receiving the ball besides Mooney. Uh you got Pringle uh, with a free agent so assigning he's out with the quad right. issue. We don't know how long that's gonna be. Uh, Venus Jones Jr., third-round draft pick, not practicing day-to-day. We don't know what that is. Uh, obviously, we I just heard you guys talk about Harry. Uh, you know, we, we picked him up in the uh, New England trade with the uh, bad ankle. We don't know what the status of that is yet. Um, you got St. Brown on there. And then, you know, they're looking at, at picking guys off the street. So, I mean, I think we can show up and suit up tomorrow and see if we can get a spot on that team. That's, that's how that <laughs> they are. I'm talking about John Fox right now. He was coaching the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. What I am hearing though is that uh, they're looking at the uh, wide receiver from the Eagles, uh, Jalen uh, Regor. Regor. I think that's that's who they're looking at as a possible uh, person to bring in, um, and I think that would be a great, great uh, acquisition. Um, but right now, I really don't see them throwing to anybody but Mooney and Komet. What about Robert Quinn? Uh, do you think that he's still going to be on the team? You know, yeah, I don't, think that, I don't think they'll move him. I really think that he'll be a, a good mentor for a lot of these young guys on here. And then he's he's experienced with you know all types of defenses. 
he had a, a great year. Um, if he can stay healthy and your team is not doing well, and there's not many trades in the NFL like there is in baseball or, or the NBA, but I think they can move him at the trade deadline if his stock is high. Now, I understand there's a, there's a chance for injury, and especially with the NFL being such a, a violent sport, it can happen at any point. But it didn't happen in the offseason. And he says, I'm going to be in Chicago. I want to be in Chicago. But it's a business, and I think if the Bears are not doing well, then you move them and you try to get some picks. Uh, talk about uh, new head coach Matt Eberflus. From the outside, from an outsider's perspective, looking in, it looks like he's bringing in that old school Lovey Smith type uh, game plan with the defensive lineman getting in shape, uh, creating turnovers, getting to the ball to create turnovers, and he's trying to change the culture almost overnight. But we all know it's going to take some time because this team is very undisciplined. The last three years under uh, ex head coach Matt Nagy. Talk to us uh, about from uh, your observations of Matt Eberflus. And do you think he'll ultimately will have success here? You know what? I mean, you can't tell. I mean, you have Bill Belichick in, in, in Cleveland, and you can have success under him now. So it just really depends on the right situation with the right organization. Um, and right now, how I feel about it is just looking at the uh, the comment by Cole Komet saying that this is the hardest practice he's ever had. That's saying, that's saying a lot. That's saying that there is a, a direction of changing the pace, changing the, the atmosphere, and changing the, the, the culture up at Hallis Hall. So you got uh, Coach Eberflus has an uphill battle uh, to redefining what it means to have Bears football. Um, you're, you're seeing these guys um, getting into fights, which I actually love because that shows that there's passion out there and they care. Um, as long as they don't really hurt each other, um, you want to see that passion. You want to see them go after and be dogs about it. Um, you look, you're looking at uh, issues with uh, Tevin Jenkins. This is where... I'm very bothered, you know. Eberflus should have just nipped this in the butt. You know, you're either going to play, you're not going to play, or you're going to sit you out, put you on a pub, or trade you. Let's just—it shouldn't linger on. This is got this guy has is a second round pick who hasn't produced for us. Mm -hmm. So why is he such a big distraction? You know, he, he hasn't had any time on any time on the field. Uh, he's been in the training room trying to get better. I don't I don't <laughs> understand how you try to get better in the training. Room. <laughs> If you're healthy, if your back is healthy and you're in the weight room and in the training room, that means your your availability is to be on the field. So that's what's really bothering me, that this guy is really hogging up all the, the headlines when we should be looking at, at, at Justin Fields, his progression, what's going on with the wide receivers. Um, we have a pretty good running back that no one's talking about. Like, wh what is the offensive line going to look like? Right now it's makeshift. You know, you, you literally can drop a, a deck of Uno cards and it, it'll probably be the same possibility <laughs> figuring out who's going to be on, on the offensive line. <laughs> but what we do know is that we have a defensive coach and the defense should be pretty good. Should be, I think, is, is the operator. Well, I mean, you, you, you know, they brought in Matthew Adams. Right, uh, yeah. Adams, you know, yeah. And he's, he's, he was under Matt Eberflus with the 4-3. Um, I hear DeAndre Houston, uh, Carlson, um, has been producing well. You know, he's has a pretty good role now. Uh, Jalen Jones, another another ball hawk. So I mean, they have some pretty good players that they've been developing, and they're they're looking at the, what the previous administration did and what's good and what isn't. So you're seeing that. That that's something that I'm very surprised is because they're like, no one's job is secure. We're starting from zero, and show me what you can do. If not, we'll ship you out, and uh, we'll see you later. All right, let's go to the hardcore for a second, Jose. Um, 
Talk about the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls made some interesting moves. You know, we got Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic. We'll see how Lonzo Ball's knee is feeling. Um, of course, happy belated birthday to DeMar DeRozan. Uh, also, Zach, um, Zach Levine. And, of course, you know, Vucevic. What are your expectations for the Bulls this coming season? My expectations is that they should be in the second, if not the third round of the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, I would love to see that there. Um, it, it, and again, they're just very, they're so similar to the White Sox, where it's like sometimes they're sleepwalking through games, and they have so much potential on paper, and then you have all these injuries. That, you know, these guys didn't play together all season. I think it was a handful of games, like eight games that they played all together. Lonzo Ball is is, is the engine, and without him, you saw how stagnant that that offense is. When um, Levine can't really dribble the ball up, you know. He, he can't he's not that facilitator he's not that's not his his role um i think him being hurt and you know having covid he didn't have uh and, and the knee issue so he didn't have that lift that he usually has to be able to go to the hole and dunk, dunk on people he didn't have that uh confidence in his knees so that was an issue so if you have somebody who's apprehensive and doesn't have confidence in his shot or being able to dribble and get to the hole and beat his player that puts a lot of pressure on demar DeRozan. and while he carried the team for a while you saw down the road, down the, towards the end, he couldn't do it anymore. And then the bench, the bench was just non-existent. So they addressed a couple of things on the bench. I don't think Dragon is an answer. I think he's he's old and past his time. Um, I really wish they went after Derrick Rose because I thought that would have, um, Derrick Rose running the second team would have been a, a great acquisition. I think that would have lit a big fire uh, uh, with, the, with the fans. Um, but right now I don't see... Bucevic, uh going up the best game. He stays the same. He's, he's a double double machine, and you know there are games where he's playing against a smaller person. He, he can take over, but when he's playing those big centers or the big, big aggressive uh, power forwards, you, you see him disappear. All right, last moment too with Big Z Jose Zuazo, the co-host of the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Uh, right here, he's hanging out with us here on Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports on Chicago, the Monday edition. Sid Lakina here with you. Okay, Big Z, uh, talk to us how this uh, podcast got started. You guys do a, a great job with great content, uh, putting it out once a week. Uh, how did it all start? You know what? It just came from the pandemic, man. It really came from the pandemic. There was really nothing going on. Um, the, the Last Dance was, was coming out, and I think a couple episodes were coming in. And uh, we had just opened our Instagram page, and we put, we made a, a meme, and it was uh, Nikolai Wozniak's uh, son, uh, Nikolai Wozniak's uh, father and he you know he, he, the man the security guard who beat jordan and he put the, the hands up and uh, so we were making memes saying the only man to beat jordan straight up one-on-one -on -one. so we got a direct message hey that's my dad we're like okay sure and sure enough he's told his pictures of him with gus and the rest of the place like all right cool all right so we understand that that is your dad um so we just literally i literally grabbed my cell phone and my uh, ipad I FaceTime him and I recorded the audio and um, it was a great conversation. We uh, were able to, to rehash a lot of that stuff that's behind the scenes, especially with his dad being one of the main security guards uh, for the board and Michael. Um, and it just, it just blossomed from there. Uh, me and my, my folks are, are high school buddies and uh, we reconnected 20 years later and we started to, he started the page and I was doing a lot of the news and 
we started this uh, uh, little interview and it's it just grown from there. So ever since then, we're over 100 episodes in and we're on every week. And uh, it's just two knuckleheads from the neighborhood just, you know, chopping it up about sports. And uh, it, it's been a wild ride. Where can people find uh, your podcast? So our podcast is, is all audio right now. And you can find it on any of your podcast uh, streaming apps. So whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, it is available on all of the podcast apps. All right, Big Z, last question for me. And I want people to actually listen to this, uh, not this week's episode. I actually listened to their last episode, but the episode before you you honored uh, Minnie Minoso. Of course, he was in elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. finally, but they had, they had to wait until he passed on before that happened. That, that makes my skin crawl, but that's a whole nother issue. But uh, give us just a quick synopsis of, of what Minnie Minoso meant to you in your life as a White Sox fan. Yeah, it was, that was a, a very difficult episode and very proud episode just because I, it was hard to keep it together, to keep my emotions in check. Mm-hmm. Even right now, as you're mentioning Minnie Minoso and what, is, you know, what does it mean to you? I, I'm, I'm in my office and I literally have a shelf with nothing, nothing but Minnie Minoso stuff. He he's our he's my Jackie Robinson. He he's the man that that paved the way for a lot of these Latin players to be able to play now, and he paved the way and he stood his ground. And and I wish there's a there was a movie in production that that would honor him and let the whole world see what I feel about him. You know he he was always at the ballpark and anytime he was there, I was honored to go talk to him. And he literally made me feel like the most important person in the world. And there was. He wasn't rushed to talk to to the next person. He took his time and he asked about your family and how's everything going. What are you doing? What do you do for work? And you know, he was generally interested in having conversations and learning about people. And he was just one of those beautiful souls. And just like you, I was very irritated that it took him passing to put him into the Hall of Fame. Um, it, it, he, the man should have been uh, uh, MVP, Gold Glove. Uh, rookie of the year he had the numbers for everything and i don't know why they made him wait so long definitely one of those mysteries that we'll probably never know about thanks he thank you so much for joining us join us today definitely check out his podcast and such where people can find you on social media once again yeah it's uh 606 uh i'm sorry big z underscore 606 media as you can find me on social media uh true chicago sports fan podcast is available on all streaming platforms Thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I had such fun. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Big Z. Uh, good luck to you and your co-hosts. Uh, much continued success. Keep up the great work. And when are new episodes released again? New episodes every Tuesday. So you'll have one tomorrow morning. Um, so I'll be in the lab all day today making one for you. Nice and fresh. All right. So keep up the great work. Once again, that's a true Chicago sports fans podcast with co-host Mr. Big Z, Jose Zuazo, much continued success, as I said before. Uh, thank you for joining us. And let's do this again down the road, okay? Definitely. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks, Take care. Take care, guys. Stay All right. safe. All right. And once was... again, that was a Big Z, Jose Zuazo, co-host of the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. As I said before, Lakina, uh, they do some great stuff, and they kind of do similar to what we do. They take a whole lot of a whole lot of sports and a whole lot of entertainment as well, so to give you guys uh, that balance as well. And that's what we're going to attempt to do and keep on doing right after this quick timeout. Lakina, as we always say, <laughs> like Clint Levin in the 92 NBA Finals with Jordan's hitting those threes, we are hot. Woo!
Woo! <laughs> yeah, gotta take a two and two here, but uh, yeah, yes. we'll be right back. We'll be right. Uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna have uh, Fox Sports announce their uh, NFL uh, lineup, broadcast lineup for this year. Some big changes, you know. They make a they make official. Also, to old school TV Monday and other and much more uh, coming up next. Cindy Brown, Lakina McGee, Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you after this break. Progressive presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Bears suffered a big blow over the weekend. Wide receiver Nikhil Harry went down with what was reported to be a severe ankle injury on Saturday. Henry was traded from the Patriots to the Bears just about a month ago. Chicago opens the preseason this coming Saturday at home against the Chiefs. High fly ball into left field. Back goes Thompson. He's at the wall and it's gone. Andrew Vaughn with a two-run shot. White Sox radio with the call. 8-2 the win over the Rangers on Sunday. Lucas Giolito gave up a run on six hits over five innings. He walked three and struck out five. Chicago pounded out 15 hits in the win. Andrew Vaughn had a two-run homer among his three hits. Luis Robert had a two-run double. A.J. Pollock had a pair of doubles in a three-hit game. The Sox have wins in six of ten. They're two games out of first place in the American League Central. The Marlins beat the Cubs 3-0 at Wrigley Field on Sunday. Jacob Stallings and Peyton Burdick hit back-to-back homers in the fifth. The Marlins able to avoid a three-game sweep. While the Cubs had their five-game home winning streak snapped, they were shut out for the seventh time this season. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and build that paper mache volcano. I am not cleaning this up. Ooh, yeah, I meant the kids. Staples will help them move forward. Right now, Crayola 10-count markers and 12-count colored pencils are just 99 cents each. And Staples one-subject notebooks are only 35 cents. Everything on your list at amazing prices. Staples, we're not going back. We're going forward to school. Ends 827 in-store, only limit 30. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Welcome back to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago, the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, it's SidK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrub McGee on the IG. We got less than a half hour left of this extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You have any questions or comments for us, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And one more reminder, you can catch Sports on Chicago also on Roku TV, live in living color, live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So Sports on Chicago is available now on Roku TV. Like Justin Fields is on that picture right there on your TV screen. If you're watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, get up Chicago and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV. Lakina, keeping up with that thing with the NFL, you say you have news on the new 
uh, broadcasting crews for the NFL on Fox for this upcoming 2022 season. Tell us about it. Yes, yes. Uh, they made the announcement today. And some reshuffling, of course, we all figured, you know, with uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman leaving uh, to go to ESPN, well, I'm sure they'll have they'll be announcing their uh, official uh, lineup in the coming days, if not the next couple of weeks. And remember, uh, Fox will will be hosting two of the next three Super Bowls, including Super mm-hmm. Bowl 57 this February. And of course, as expected, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson will be the new number one team, along with Aaron Andrews and Tom Rinaldi as mm-hmm. well. They'll be doing the sideline reporting. And uh, Joe Davis also will be the new number two. Of course, that rumor has been flowing around for a little while now. Daryl Moose Johnson, who I feel is very underrated when it comes to yes. NFL, anal- uh, uh, is NFL uh, game analysts. Probably one of the best out there. Uh, Pam Oliver also, she'll be part of a new team this year. Another one will be Chicago's very own and bold announcer, Adam Amin. In his third season with Fox, of course, Mark mm-hmm. Stacher, three-time Super Bowl champion. And Christina Pink, who was doing Thursday Night Football for the last few years, she'll now have a, a Sunday, a full Sunday schedule this year. They're the number three team. Kenny okay, Al- that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, and Shannon Spake will all they stay together? Yeah, and, Jonathan uh, Vilma's a rising star over there. Yes, he is. You know, they're the number four team, and uh, Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez, and uh, Suburban Chicago's own Laurel Oakman. Will mm-hmm. be the number five team. They stay together for a second straight year. Chris Myers, Robert Smith, and Jen Hale, who <clears throat> who does great work on the sidelines for the Pelicans. She's doing it the last mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, decade. I think like about ten or twelve years. She's been doing that. Yeah. Since the, since the franchise has been around, uh, they are, uh, form a new team that'll be used uh, this year. There'll be other uh, you know other stuff. I'm sure once you know with the uh, flex scheduling and such like that. Mm-hmm. But those are your your uh, top six, five, you know, main top six team. Uh, so Robert Smith, the former uh, Minnesota uh, Vikings running back. Yep. That Robert Smith. Okay. Yeah. Cause he, he he's been bouncing back between them and uh big 10 and um, yeah. of course the college, college football, football coverage on yeah. Fox. So he, yeah, he does great work. So we'll, I'm looking forward to seeing him doing NFL full time this year. I know Gus Johnson is not doing it this year. I know our, our guy, Akeem Tlaib, hope we can get him on the program at some point. I know he's doing Thursday Night Football from the studio this year for mm-hmm. our Amazon Prime. Yeah, so uh, yeah, those are your top uh, 16. Of course, it's the time of year where all the networks shelling out their, uh, new, their broadcast teams for their college <laughs> and uh, pro football. So, you know, Fox is the first to, to do that. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated in case the ESPN and CBS, once they announce their okay. uh, their uh, lineups for this year. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a solid, a great lineup. Look, there are, there's a lot of depth here, especially at Fox, I think. Mm-hmm. Look, we know that uh, Greg Olson and Kevin Rooker sound great together. We'll see how they are. Now they're going to be the number one team until until whenever Tom Brady retires. Like, say, <laughs> After this still, year, of course. <laughs> or, or maybe or two, three years from now, knowing Brady. So who knows? <laughs> um, who knows? We got Joe Davis and Daryl Johnson, uh, Moose Johnson and a uh, Pam Oliver, they're the number two team. Adam Amin, you know, Stank, Sheriff, and Christina Pink. Those are your three, the number three team. You know, of course, you know, we talked about the other teams as well. So I really like this lineup. Of course, Fox does a great job with their uh, broadcast lineup in the NFL. And you got a little mix of older, well, I'll say mature. I'll say that. I don't want to ace these folks, a lot of these guys. But, you know, older, you got the youth. You got a little bit of experience, too. You know, you know some folks have been doing this for years. So, yeah, I, I really like this lineup for Fox. And also, too, don't forget Sean Payton, the former head coach, will be making mm-hmm. his debut on the Fox NFL Sunday pregame shows with the 
one with Carissa Tasha, the kickoff show, and then he'll make some appearances on the main Fox NFL Sunday pregame show as well. So, uh, so we'll see how Sean Payne does as well. I know he, rumor has that he was up for those broadcasting gigs, but he'll spend some time in the actual studio uh, breaking down the games. I think, yeah, I think it'll be interesting, though. Well, sorry, what did you say? I, I didn't catch that said You kind of went in and out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I apologize for that. I was just saying, just keep in mind, I'm interested to see how Fox will use Sean Payne this year. Oh, yeah. I know some people he think was... that uh, he was supposed to do the games in the booth, but he actually, he'll actually be in the studio being used for the Fox NFL kickoff with Carissa Thompson. Of course, the main coverage on Fox NFL Sunday right before kickoff. I'm interested to see. I'm sure they are going to probably put him out there. Because if you look at Fox, the main Fox NFL Sunday lineup, uh, look, mm-hmm. as much as we love him, Jimmy Johnson's getting up there in age. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, still, he's still very you know, smart. You know, he's still very you know, quit-witted and such, but he is getting up there. Mm-hmm. And you never know, Pay- Coach Payton may have the urge to go back into the field the right situation comes up. So that, that could be why they decided not to put him on you know, on the uh, game analyst mm-hmm. role this year, yeah. I'm thinking maybe. I'm sure we talked about before. I'm sure they had it written in his contract. Like, yeah. if an NFL opportunity comes out that I want to seriously take a look at, I have the right to do that. Just have it in my contract. Well, look. I mean, look. We uh, we were in the room with uh, 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 Coach Payne's agent and the and the Fox brass, so we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what what the what the, what the talks were. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what what he does. Yeah, and, and one other note, looking as you're reading those crews. Pay attention to Kenny Albert and Albert Amin. Uh, uh, um, Adam Amin, I should have said Albert. Good grief. I apologize. <laughs> Adam Amin and, and, and Kenny Albert. You'll probably see um, majority of those two crews because the Bears, we assume they're going to be mediocre at best or bad this year. You're going to hear and see a lot from those two. <laughs> yeah, probably. All the Bears games this year. You ain't getting the number one crew. No, and if you do unless- get a number two crew, it'll probably be because of the other team. <laughs> yes, that's probably why. So, yeah. That's so how this goes. Gonna, yeah, so you're probably going to be seeing a lot of, I'm sure, you know, look, I mean, gets, Adam Amin probably gets to sleep in his own bed in his own, in his own apartment. So I'm sure he'll probably be okay with doing a lot of <laughs> things this year, only for that reason, if nothing else. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. And Kenny Albert as well, because, you know, he's done Bears games for years and such. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Of course, September 11th is when the season officially starts. Of course, like we said, Fox is a home for Super Bowl Fifty-seven this coming season. So uh, yeah, this is that season. in Arizona this year? Yep, yep. It is okay. All right. Yes, sir. So yeah, I still have my so. good memory intact. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. You still got, still got it, Sid. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, I, I really like this lineup, and uh, yeah, we'll see what the other. Uh, I'm not expecting too many big changes amongst some of the other lineups. I know mm-hmm. CBS, you know, maybe a little bit of a little bit of shuffling there. Maybe you know ESPN once they announce their college football uh, announced teams officially. So should be interesting in these next week or two. Yes, it should be interesting. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color on a Monday edition right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Any other nuggets, Lakina, from the sports media world? I was trying to uh, find uh, something, you know. I'm trying to open up an awful announcement. There was some uh, some news that came across. Not, not really, like, too big, I guess. You know, one of those sort of... Uh, things but uh i know aaron Rodgers, i guess said that he owns chicago of course you saw, you saw those uh those, no kidding his podcast and I, I guess he said that he owns chicago you know how some bears fans are they're very like yeah you know, <laughs> whatever but uh you know it's kind of like the thing that kind of like went around over the weekend but i'm just like okay <laughs> 
uh, I see here that also too, uh, Dennis Eckersley, uh, Eckersley uh, the yep, former uh, MLB Kozler uh, for uh, for Oakland and Boston and a few other teams. He started as a fifth, started for the Cleveland Indians. I know most of you mm -hmm. younger friends didn't know that. But I think he was also a member of the Chicago Cubs, too, for a short time. Yes, he was. But he's announcing his retirement from the Nesson TV booth, uh, the home of the Boston Red Sox, after the end of the season, this upcoming season. Yeah, that was not really too surprising, though. I think he said he wants to spend more time with his uh, – he's, he's a grandfather now, so he probably wants to spend more mm -hmm. time with the grandkids. So that's one of the reasons why he decided he wants to uh, finish up his, career, his TV contract with Nesson after this season you might you probably might still see him on mlb network i know he was doing stuff for them at one point too so yeah he's actually really good so i'm not too oh, surprised yeah. he's actually don't tell that to david price now member the dodgers <laughs> but uh, yeah, that yeah. whole story from the 2018 championship mm -hmm. season we mm -hmm. won't get into it here mm -hmm. as you always say lakina google is your friend Take a Google. Yeah, they'll say Google's your friend, folks. So make sure you guys check, <laughs> check that out. But yeah, so, uh, you know, happy retirement to Mr. Eckersley. I'm sure I'm sure you'll probably still see him from time to time doing like other stuff. But yeah. And and uh, keeping with the baseball thing, Lakina, did you check out any of uh, the uh, tribute to Vince Scully that the Dodgers did before Friday night's game against the Padres? I caught some of the highlights on YouTube. Yeah, I saw that. I know yeah, Kevin Costner gave a great 10 minute yes, speech. I saw that, yeah. In the yeah, day, Roberts did what he did. Yeah, but yeah, we're also too. Well, and they won too. They won pretty mm -hmm. handily. They beat the Padres pretty handily too after that. So yeah, I know that uh, Mr. Co uh, Costner and uh, Vince Glover were actually pretty close in you know in the last few years of his life. But uh, that was actually pretty interesting, you know. But yeah, I mean. It was very subtle. Of course, we all know Vince Scully is a very subtle, very mm -hmm. modest guy. So it's definitely kind of like indicative of who the man he was. So. And like I said, the Dodgers swept the Padres, so I'm sure that probably yeah. will make uh, you know, Vince Scully happy. It might be a little bit, kind of a little bit help from up above there too, you know. But yeah, yeah. Also, too, I didn't uh, hear anything about this until this morning. Of course, shout out to our guy Sean Sierra from Sean and Mai in the morning. You can catch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Live in Living Color from 9 a.m. to noon Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. He talked about Pete Rose, and he was honored by the Philadelphia Phillies over the weekend. Uh, do you know anything about this? Uh, he, had, he did get some cheers, but a, a few boos as well. I know there's um, some people still holding on to the opinion that he still should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's not in there because he won't admit to, to the time that he gambled when he was a manager of the Cincinnati mm -hmm. Reds back in the late 80s. Of course, he got uh, booted out of baseball. Of course, Lou Pinella took over that club in 1990 of course they won the whole thing but um did you hear anything about pete rose being honored this weekend because i definitely yeah, I missed saw, that yeah i saw that uh somewhere i saw there were uh you know they were doing something for him of course you know we we know about all this stuff and whatnot not he's not in the hall of fame you know and, mm -hmm. and such but uh you know there was some also some uh you know misconduct allegations that came out but they were dismissed you know, he dismissed him, and that's probably why some people probably were not too keen on, him, on the Phillies honoring him uh, this weekend. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know it, it's just like it is just a little bit uh, nutty there with this whole because they were honoring the 1980 uh, World Series team with the Phillies mm -hmm. over the weekend. That's that's what they were doing. Of course, you know, Pete Rose was on that uh, was on that team. So they did that. And of course, there were some folks. I don't, know, I don't think they were protesting, but there were folks that some folks that felt that probably he should not have been there, considering you know those those mm -hmm. allegations that came out and such. But uh, you know, but it, it, it's 
you know, you really don't want to get in these situations, but yeah, look, they look, they beat the Nationals handily 11 to 5. So, they, they, they of course, we talked about earlier, the Phillies swept the Nationals. Mm -hmm. So, so all right, okay. let, yeah, let's dip into the world of college football. I know this is your baby. Uh, LSU is not including in the preseason coaches' uh, top 25. Paul, of course, Brian Kelly uh, left Notre Dame to go to uh, to the Bayou to coach the LSU Tigers. Uh, what do you think about this? I know that Alabama's rated pretty high. Of course, the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs are ranked pretty high, the high, but the Miami Hurricanes are right in the middle of the pack. Uh, many people expect them to have a great year, especially in the weak ACC conference. Uh, sure, another conference will probably see some reshuffling in the next couple of years. <laughs> Yeah, but what did so you think I, about LSU not being ranked in the top 25 in the coaches poll? Yeah, I, you know what? I think they're in kind of like improving mode with that coaches poll. I think okay. you don't know, they really don't have much there right now. And I, I kind of, I'm not really like, you know, not too surprised. Of course, Alabama's number one. Okay, yay. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, not, not a big shocker there. But uh, <laughs> it's sort of, you know, LSU being out. I mean, I guess. The, I don't want to say the cover's bare there, but they, they got a couple of you know some talented guys on there. But I think they want to see can Brian Kelly coach him up. We saw what happened at Notre Dame; he was able to recruit high, but he wasn't able mm -hmm. to coach those guys up. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does there. But uh, I, I, I kind of find it interesting that this sort of thing. Of course, you got Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. I don't care; they're ranked too high. Uh, I know they got Marcus Freeman, new new head coach there. Michigan will try to uh, build the momentum they had last season. Uh, Texas A&M, Utah, mm -hmm. Oklahoma, Baylor. Those are your top ten. Then you have OK State, Oregon, NC State, Michigan State, USC. Of course, Lincoln Riley is now the new coach there. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, Miami. Of course, they're at number seventeen. Texas, Wake Forest. You know they got a lot of those guys back this year. Uh, they made that nice little run in the ACC. Wisconsin, Kentucky. Cincy, we'll see how they look with a totally mm -hmm. different offense about Desmond Ritter, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Houston. So not a bad list. I mean, people, you know, look, Clemson, I'm sure they'll be kind of be right there and there in the ACC. Like I said, the ACC is pretty weak this year. That's why I'm, I'm not too surprised that NC State and Miami are kind of right there as well. But they'll mm -hmm. probably beat each other up this year. So like I they'll, said, they'll, 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 be, so they'll be some separation pretty quick. Yeah, we'll we'll dive deep into it as we get closer to week zero of the college football season toward the end of this month. But I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. One, Lincoln Riley, I think uh, he'll do well in his first year with USC, especially with his new NIL rule. And they're preparing to move to the Big Ten in a couple of years as well. So he's setting the tone for that. I want to ask you, how, he's, how, how well do you think he's going to do with that? And number two, uh, what do you think about Texas football? Because I know they're preparing to move to the SEC in a couple of years as well. I know we saw some signs that uh, they, people think that they're back, but they had a couple of minor setbacks. I want to ask you about those two schools, USC and, and, and the University of Texas. I'll start with Texas first. Um, I don't want to say – I mean, I don't want to say that this is sort of like a make or break year for Sark, but I'm kind of wondering, like, is this sort of like one of those things where – you mm -hmm. got you know, the the play. You got the play there. You got and whatnot. So it should be interesting to see how those guys kind of mesh well together. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know Quinn Ewers, who is one of the, the top recruits. We talked about him. You know, will he be kind of like compete for that starting job? So it'll be interesting over at Texas because I know that Texas will see how they fare in the Big Twelve. You know, as we know it. But uh, 
you know, that'll be interesting too. USC, I mean, look, Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. guys got his guy, like Caleb Williams, to transfer there. You know, more opportunity, a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see how they they do it. I mean, you know, they can they can turn around things pretty quickly over at USC. I mean, they've got the they've got a solid uh, lineup of guys. It's just that they just gotta, you know, like somebody need somebody there to coach them up. So. We'll we'll see what happens in that front, but yeah, it'll, like I said, this is, this is going to be very interesting, especially for you know we'll see how SC does, but yeah, it's going to get very interesting there over at SC. I think they should be able to turn it around pretty quick. I think that's what the sort of the mindset is. I know some people uh, had them participate in the college football playoffs, so they'll be uh, uh, an accomplishment within itself with, within the first year of coach of Lincoln Riley. So we'll we'll see what happens, especially looking at that. Earlier part of the schedule, they should be undefeated till at least mm-hmm. late October and when conference yeah. play begins. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with yeah. that. Yeah, that's probably the one of the reasons why some people say they can probably sneak in there is because of that schedule that they have. <laughs> so up, up until they start uh, officially start uh, conference play, so that'll be very interesting. I mean, yeah, they should be pretty good until they get to you know they play Arizona State. That should be interesting. They're mm-hmm. always, always interesting between those with those two plays. So yeah, they should be good until. Right until uh, they start conference plays, so that's why people are saying that maybe they'll be able to, you know, and they and they host Notre Dame at the end of the season this year, so that's going to be another reason that that could be sort of the thing that we'll see if that if a win over them can help get them into the uh, college football playoff, assuming that they win the Pac-12 championship. They could be college conference neighbors down the road, but we'll see about that. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, live at In Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. And uh, right around this time, Lakina, we like to uh, introduce you to our segment called Old School TV Monday. And mm-hmm. this week, Lakina, this is a special edition of Old School TV Monday. Of course, as you guys well know, we uh, talk about old school TV shows and we talk about old school music and movies and things along that line. Today, I would like to pay a salute. Not just the TV show. We did that earlier this year with the passing of Don Cornelius and Soul Train. Mm-hmm. But i like to pay tribute to the 1992 Soul Train Music Awards. The episode, someone uploaded that full episode in its entirety over the weekend. So I got a chance to watch that in its entirety. Uh, it, it, it was it aired back on March 10th, 1992. It, was, it took place in Los Angeles, honoring the best in R&B, soul, rap, jazz, and gospel music from the previous year, 1991. The show was hosted by Patti LaBelle, Will Smith, Lu- the late great Luther Vandross, and the beautiful and talented uh, Vanessa Williams. And, of course, uh, these uh, were the uh, honorees for the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, for Entertainer of the Year Award. It went to Miss Janet Jackson. The Heritage Award went to uh, Prince. This is before he changed his name due to his dispute with Warner Brothers Records at the time. We I won't go through all the winners because I want you guys to watch the show, but Lakina, it was interesting to see uh, in, the, in the times where we were back in 1992. Of course, remember Soul Train, they were uh, not receptive to playing hip-hop music at the time when it was mm-hmm. breaking out into the scene in the late 70s and to the early 80s. But compared to American Bandstand, Don Cornelius knew that to, uh, to be relevant, especially with the young people, they had, he would have to play the music that it was uh, relatable to them. And he did that, mm-hmm. bringing hip-hop into the mainstream. And, of course, opening up that show was Public Enemy. Yeah, mm-hmm. known by nature, who would later do the theme song to Soul Train after Don Cornelius set down his host. People forget about that. Mm-hmm. Also, you had uh, other rappers like Will Smith. Uh, he didn't perform on the show, but uh, he he hosted the show. 
and you just had uh, uh, rap was uh, started to become the, the mainstream uh, music at that time. And it, it led off the show. And I, and I thought it was a very good show. Just looking at some of the groups that were dominating music at that time. Of course, Calling Me Bad, I Want to Sex You Off on the New Jack City soundtrack. It won about three awards. They got booed for one of them. I'll tell you why in just a minute. But uh, Calling Me Bad was popular at that time. Boys to Men, uh, they shut it down with the performance. Of course, remember uh, this artist, Lakina? I almost forgot about this person so, until I'll name the song in just a minute. But remember an artist named Lisa Fisher? Vaguely. Yes. <laughs> How can I ease the pain? I remember that song. That dominated radio back in the day. And, and then, of course, you had a Heavy D and the Boys who also performed on that show. Of course, that was at the Trouble. T-Roy passed away the year before. Mm -hmm. So Heavy D uh, gave a great performance. Also, you had uh, Patty LaBelle who performed on there as well. Uh, BB and CC Winans, they were the... They were the, the leaders in gospel music. We call inspirational music today. Back then, Natalie Cole, remember the song that she remade uh, over her late father's song, Unforgettable. She won a couple of awards, including Best Jazz Album of the Year. And uh, it, it was a great award show. Now, going back to Calling Me Bad, they got booed on one of the awards because uh, the fans booed, booed for one of them because uh, they were up against a new group called Jodeci back then, which mm -hmm. ended up winning the last award of uh, of the night for that show. I won't tell you who it, what it is. You got to look it up on YouTube, 1992 Soul Train Music Awards. Uh, Jodeci was just kicking off their um, uh, careers as a group at that time. Casey and JoJo, Devontae Swing, of course, they're produ produced by Puff Daddy. But it was just, it was a very good show. Uh, I, I don't don't have any complaints about it. Uh, it. That was where we were as music at that time. But I just wanted to say, that the Soul Train Awards were very important at that time. I'm glad it's back now, especially on BET, hosted by Tashina Arnold and, and Tisha Campbell. But at that time when Dark Cornelius started the Soul Train Awards back in 87, you didn't see R&B music in the spotlight like that. Not on the American Music Awards, and definitely not on the Grammys. You had to wait a couple hours to see one of those performers, performers perform on those shows. But with the Soul Train Awards, they, they honored hip-hop, gospel, jazz, and R&B all on the same stage, all on the same night. You got a great show from start to finish, and you didn't have to go anywhere. All the performers that were supposed to be there, they were there. They didn't perform. They were presenters. So you saw any and everybody from that genre of music, and you you weren't disappointed uh, when you saw a great uh, Soul Train Awards TV show. So yeah, uh, it, aired, it aired on uh yeah, it aired on Channel Nine. Uh, I think here it was in on Chicago. Saturday yep. night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Saturday night at yep. seven, I think. So yep. it was mm -hmm. yeah. Well, of course, you know, various you know, times throughout. I think I saw like one. I think it came on late at night in some parts of the of the country. Oh, the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's sort of one of those you know, awards. So that was back when the the, the Soul Train Awards were actually sort of relevant. And they were mostly yes. television. It's not. Yes. It's not that way anymore, unfortunately, because you know music has changed. I know some people aren't really into today's music like they like they were back in the day. I mean, in the nineties were actually a really good sort of like era in music, especially in the early nineties. You had the new Jack mm -hmm. Swing. You had hip hop was starting to become mainstream. Of course, like you said, you know Don Cornelius had to kind of you know embrace that, even though he you know didn't want to initially because of the fact that he mm -hmm. wasn't a big hip-hop fan of course you know uh boys to men i think you know that they came onto the scene uh from south philly too bad they don't know their months of the uh, year that's a whole different uh situation yeah uh, 
uh, well, you know, we'll Google your friend, folks. You'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prince, uh, Prince uh, winning the Career Achievement Award and such. And of course, calling me bad. I know, I know which award you're talking about. I won't say it. But uh, yeah, there were a lot of people that were not very happy that they won in that category. Mm-hmm. It was hence why they booed. But uh, of course, the unforgettable with Natalie Cole. I mean, that ended up that ended up winning a couple of Grammys too, or if I'm not mistaken, like three or two or three Grammys. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, in that that year prior, but uh. You know that the a few months later, I should say, but yeah, it's it's definitely kind of like that that award show. I think that was probably one of the that's probably that was probably the best award show of all this old train awards was because you know at the you know, the era of music and and mm-hmm. such. So of course you know too legit to, to too legit to quit by Hammer. That was when that yeah. song came out, and that that actually ended up winning best uh, music videos. So that was a was great the, music video. Yeah, it was, and uh, you know, I think people uh, realize that hey, you know, this is sort of like. Unfortunately, his career kind of took a down downturn like after that song came out. But uh, yeah, he went bankrupt. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I was trying to be nice with that, Sid. But yeah, uh, you know, some other, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no pun intended, no pun intended, no shade, no shade. Yeah, I'll say, it, it, yeah, it covered pretty much all of that. That was probably like, of course, you know, the you know, gospel wars. They had their own award show and R and B and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's sort of one of those sort of things where you're kind of like, oh, okay, so. You know, like I said, that was probably like the best year. Of course, Mariah Carey had her uh, had that song come out, but yeah, it's sort of definitely one of those like award shows. The Soul Train Awards itself were probably better, especially for among for uh, hip hop, unless you were Michael Jackson. You know, un- you know, unlike mm-hmm. the American Music Awards and the Grammys, it sort of like kind of like showed it showed hip hop, R and B, gospel, all like right there, and a little bit of pop as well, because you know some of these songs were on the pop. We're charted on the pop charts as well. Yes. So definitely mm-hmm. kind of like that this particular award show, uh, this particular year, I think was probably like the best out of all of them. Like I said, since then, it really hasn't, they really haven't really done much with it. I mean, I know they they still do it, but I, I'm like, I don't really know any of the folks on there. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, so, you know, but yeah, this year is probably the one year I might check, I might check out this award, this particular award show out um, this week sometime. Yeah, so the 1992 Soul Train Music Awards, you get our salute from Second City Sports. You can check out that full episode in its entirety on YouTube. Just type in 1992 Soul Train Music Awards. Just real quickly, Kina, and, and speaking of the Grammys, especially back back in the day, remember uh, with the with the hip hop category and the R and B categories, but basically the black music categories, you uh, you will see a tape delay picture of uh, awards that were given out earlier tonight that weren't televised. Uh, BBCC wines mm-hmm. with the a fake smile, rap artist of the year, Will Smith, ah! and you know if they weren't crossing over and made into TV time, they had that famous uh, bootleg uh, picture frame, like a, like your grade school class picture, and that's what they did to the artists that didn't get on the TV during that three-hour live broadcast back in the day. But things have changed so much since then, and Don Cornelius and the Soul Train Awards uh, were a big part of that. So yes, they'll actually honor not just being put into the background. Yeah, yeah, honestly. So, uh, you know, one of the probably one of the best award uh, for this particular award show for this particular like, year, I think, was probably the one of the best, if not, it was nominated mm-hmm. for an Emmy uh, for a uh, live uh, programming. So, you know, that year, that next year too. So, yeah, it was mm-hmm. definitely uh, earned that. And you see, and you'll figure it out why if you guys check it out. With that said, you follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena Score McGee on the IG. <clears throat> Excuse me, I almost got choked up there. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D 80. That's S I D K I D 80. 
Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today. And make sure you follow our podcast, Second City Sports at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Smash that like button. Share that. Share this program to any and everybody you know. And you better tell them that Second City Sports airs live in living cover in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Second City Sports live every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Thank you very much, Amanda, for that great message. We'll see you also on on Friday. And don't forget, you can now catch Sports Zone Chicago on Roku TV. That's right. Sports on Chicago is available on your Roku television. You have a Roku TV. Just tap into the sports section and download that Sports on Chicago app. Just put it next to your Disney Plus app, your Hulu app, HBO Max app, Netflix, Apple Plus, all of those uh, popular apps. Sports on Chicago fits right in there. If you don't have a Roku TV, that's okay. Just download it on your streaming device with your iPhone, iPhone iPad, whatever iTouch, device you have, exactly your laptop, Chromebook, wherever you stream stream your programming, just download that Roku TV app and access Sports Zone Chicago today. All right, folks, you know it's gonna be a little bit cooler, so I think some of us are uh, around the country is gonna get a little bit of relief from this heat. And uh, it's back to school time, folks. Make sure you and you know you make sure the kids also do all those football as well. So is about Belkin this weekend or next yeah, weekend? Yeah, it's, it's this weekend. This weekend. Wow, we got. We, what we'll talk about it off my but I'm, I'm feeling a little special segment for that on Friday. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll keep my mouth shut. Mm. Well, I have well, look, I haven't watched it like in the last like five or six years, so mm-hmm. you may have to keep that to yourself. Also, we want to salute uh Sir Nick Faldo for his you new know, in his 16 16 year career with CBS, you know, at the women's championship. There's a video out there you know, honoring you know, with him and of course Jim Nance and Ian Baker Finch and Frank Nabolo. You know, very it's a very tear jerker. I think it's already reviewed like almost like over like a half one a million 1.5 million times so make sure you guys check that out mm-hmm. as well with that said first sit i'm the key this been second city sports on sports of chicago and as amando said have a great week everybody and we'll see you friday till then go socks holla <laughs>